Fantastic Fest Day 2. The movies I will be seeing are Original Copy, Sweet, Sweet Lonely Girl, The Untamed, and The Bad Batch. Original Copy is a documentary about about someone who paints, uh, about a man in India who paints uh, posters and murals to promote films that are playing in India. Sweet, sweet lonely girl. Adele is a young woman whose only friends are stray animals and the strangers she carefully watches with her wide praising eyes. Adele is charged by her mother to move into an oppressively silent mansion, take care of her wealthy but agoraphobic Aunt Dora, with the vague expectation of inheritance looming over this unhappy task. After weeks of silent chores and this newly inhospitable life, Adele meets Beth, glamorous, confident, free-spirited, and the two become fast friends, a thrilling new reality that fills Adele's heart in her previously empty days. But Adele may be drawn to darkness within Beth, a darkness that threatens to overtake everything and forever rift Adele from the peaceful, if lonely, innocence she once knew. The Untamed, a meteorite, crashes onto an isolated mountain somewhere in Mexico. Meanwhile, Alejandra and Angel are trying to salvage their unhappy marriage. These two disparate elements collide, there will be consequences for all. The Bad Batch Set in the scorching vistas of a hostile desert, the Bad Batch focuses its lens on Arwen as she's unceremoniously dumped into a dystopian wasteland that's fenced off from civilized society. While trying to orient her unforgiving environment, she's captured by a savage band of cannibals and quickly realizes she'll have to fight her way through her new reality as Arwen adjusts to life in The Bad Batch. She discovers that being good or bad mostly depends on who you're standing next to. Original copy. So, original copy follows the staff of the uh, Mumbai movie theater, Alfred Talkies Mumbai, mostly focusing on the theater's in-house painter who produces... Um, I wouldn't call them poster billboards, painted billboards advertising the movies that they're playing. Uh, a little, little minor subplots. I'm not even sure I would call them subplots about the other employees of the theater, the owner, the manager. Little asides. Maybe that's the more appropriate phrase. Little asides with the theater security guard or their projectionist who is also a religious figure of some sort opens every business day by putting together incense and bringing it to every employee and spreading it through every room it was interesting didn't really comment on it or explain it it's it's definitely a lot of spots feels like a fly on the wall type of documentary, you know, not really going into why things are, just more showing them. The, the painter himself does 
talk a little bit about his art and his background, but they don't really seem to have asked a lot of direct questions and answers on things, which is is nice. You know, you get the information you need while still being immersed in the culture. It's a very colorful film. You know, the the main guy, our painter, uh, tends to slip into swears when, when his apprentice painters aren't following things the way he likes. Um, little details like some of the lower theater staff, like the painters, sleeping right outside the theater at night rather than going home somewhere. Definitely a life-goes-on type of ending either way. I'm, I'm glad I saw it. I thought it was an interesting film. Okay, so Fantastic Fest Day 2, having seen the rest of my films for the day. Here we go, sweet, sweet, lonely girl. Uh, this one, I wasn't very into it. Uh, and, you know, all these, obviously, are just how I felt about these films and not <laughs> reflecting anybody else's. So I don't know if it resonated differently with anybody else. It's mostly a mood piece, uh, very melancholy. It has a couple of jump scares, a little bit of tension, nice chemistry between the, the two leads, but I feel like with the story it was telling, it might have been better off as a short opposed to a feature-length film. It, it was short for a film. I think it was 76 minutes, 70, 70-something minutes. It still felt a little long there with the story that they were telling. It wasn't a bad film, just wasn't something that I think I will be revisiting in the future. Next up, The Untamed. The Untamed is an interesting film. I, I talked to a couple people afterwards, and they, at least based on that small sampling, seems to be regarded now <laughs> as an outrageous piece uh, that might offend people. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, I didn't get that feeling out of it. It's... It definitely has uh, an unexpected opening, but then it's kind of a slow pace for the next 30 minutes to an hour, just ramping up to things. The, the acting is good, just the pace was not what I was hoping for with this kind of story. The message of it, as best as I can tell, is that it's about how unrestricted pleasure can destroy everything might be getting that totally wrong but <laughs> that was my impression it had an, an interesting creature in it um, I think the second movie I've seen so far was sort of a squid type thing going on but it, it was well designed and it's not in very many shots might be worth a look it's definitely has a lot of it's uh by by the nature of the story it's it's a sexual film so if that's your thing a film that explores those sorts of themes you might be interested if you're not i don't know that you would be the bad batch was another one that was more to me seemed to be more about mood or 
character in some places rather than plot, which is fine. It felt a little bit too long, a little bit aimless. The The tone overall that uh, reminded me strongly of Richard Kelly's Southland Tales. Director, writer of the film uh, did have an interesting story about where the film came from. She said that she's going through some personal turmoil, you know, upending everything personally and professionally and a couple years back, and she had this image pop into her head of a woman in the desert with one of her arms and one of her legs chopped off just struggling to exist. She, the director said that she felt compelled by that image and wanted to fashion sort of a fairy tale story around that to get the character there and to get the character out of that hole and to have her recover. Acting is interesting. I'm I'm not the supporting characters to me were more interesting than the main character herself. Jason Momoa, Call um, Drogo from Game of Thrones, is sort of the main supporting character. Uh, Keanu Reeves pops up uh, for a nice five-minute stretch, does a good job. The less violent settlement of this sort of apocalyptic space, which has its own drawbacks. These are sort of opposite forces, though they never actually interact directly as a group. There's the cannibals on one end who instantly turn to violence, and there's the dreamers. Their settlement is more of a hippie-type commune, it seems like. There is a cameo in there that I knew was coming, but it was still sort of unexpected. Finally, the, the last film I saw the night is The Truth Beneath, a South Korean suspense thriller film. The director told us that came out in June of this year over in Korea. It sounds like this was sort of the international premiere. When a politician's teenage daughter goes missing, a desperate mother takes it upon herself to uncover the truth in this startling Korean thriller. Um, director Lee Kyung Mi, probably uh, just butchering that name, did an excellent job. This was her second feature film. It is unexpectedly stylized. I, I haven't seen a lot of Korean films, so maybe it's just something that I was not aware of because I haven't seen that many, but there's definitely more modern editing and visual style here than I thought there would be. There are a couple different montages, intercut sequences, spots where the narrative holds back things deliberately, uh, misleading the viewer to thinking one thing is going to happen when in fact that these characters have made a jump sort of off screen. It's it's a twisty film, well acted, throwing at points, reminded me a lot of the British miniseries State of Play. Sort of the, the plotting and style of the film, well not the style, but the plotting definitely reminded me of those two things. Which it, it is definitely, I, I think so far, my favorite film that I've seen at Fantastic Fest. But I'm 
glad I stayed and saw this because it, it was definitely worth watching. I am highly recommending The Truth Beneath. That's it for day two of Fantastic Fest.